you know, just endeavor to be led. We, we always uh, take a moment and, and honor our mothers or our fathers or whatever day that we're, we're talking about. But uh, today, I believe I am specifically impressed to minister on the subject. And so if you would turn with me in the scriptures, they'll put it up on the screen for us as well. We're going to Exodus, the 20th chapter. Let's release faith. You know, it's not all up to the preacher what kind of message we have, what kind of uh, ministry or service we have. The minister has their part, but the, the listeners, the people receiving, play a huge role in it. You know, both Jesus and Paul made mention of the fact that they would min- have ministered more, but the people weren't able to receive it. You remember that? And so, uh, you know, when uh, the, the widow uh, took the empty vessels and went inside with her sons and poured the oil into the uh, vessels. Anybody remember when the oil stopped multiplying and supernaturally flowing? When there was no more vessel to receive it. So uh, it's not all up to God and it's not all up to the preachers uh, how much is manifested and how much is received. It, It has to do with our capacity to receive, our faith to receive. Uh, the Lord said something to me a number of years ago about this, and uh, I'll repeat it. He asked me one time in prayer, I don't mean I heard a voice outside, but, but inside me distinctly like he'll speak to any believer if you'll learn how to listen. He, say, he asked me, he said, Keith, would you like to know how to increase your capacity to receive from me? Didn't take me long to answer that. I said, yes, yes. And please, yes. (laughs) Would I like to know? Would you like to know? How? We've already talked about the principle. The flow stops when you can receive no more. When there's no more room in the vessel. And the Lord's asking me, would I like to know how to enlarge my ability, my capacity to receive from him? I said, yes, please, Lord. He said, uh, cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Cultivate. Cultivate. How many know what what cultivate means? You're going to have to get out in the field. Is that right? And get the hoe or the tractor or the tiller. It's going to take some work. Right? To cultivate the soil. And so uh, this is not something that's going to happen unless we make an effort to do it. Cultivate and lifestyle, not just something you do in church. Hmm? Or on Sunday or a couple of times a week. This is a way we live. Morning, noon, night, 24-7. Cultivate a lifestyle of what? Thanksgiving. And, and I didn't see it as clearly then as I do now. But certainly the Lord doesn't give his precious things to people who don't value them. Or people who don't appreciate them. If you want to receive more, you have to learn how to appreciate it more. Hmm? And be thankful. Treasure it. Value it. Hmm? In uh, Exodus, the 20th chapter, please. 
we see the instructions why we are why we are honoring mother, why we honor father. And I know we have a specific day that we observe this, but how many understand this is not supposed to be just one day a year? Right? Exodus 20 and 12, the Lord said in the giving of the Ten Commandments, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God gives you. The Ten Commandments... The first five have to do with our relationship with God. And the last five have to do with our relationship with other people. Our dealings with other people. And it begins, the first five begins on honoring God and worshiping God and not worshiping anything else except Him. And then in dealing with uh, the commandment, dealing with people, the first of the five deals again with honor. Honoring your father and your mother. That your days may be long. Now, how many believe this? Hmm? Is there a connection between honoring father and mother and living a long life on the earth and a good life? There is. Uh, Deuteronomy mentioned it again. Brought it up again in Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor your father and your mother. As the Lord your God has commanded you. That your days may be prolonged. Now prolong means it's extended. In other words you would have lived X amount of time. But because you did what he told you. You're going to live longer. Than you would have lived. Is that right? And you're not just going to be sitting somewhere uh, tied to a chair or a bed, incapacitated, wishing you were dead. It's going to go well with you. Hmm? Do we believe this? That it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now... Uh, it's especially popular nowadays in so-called word circles and faith circles for people to say, yeah, but now, Brother Keith, that's the law. That's Old Testament. That's not for us today. We're not under the law. You mean you don't, you don't want to live a long time today? And you don't want things to go well with you? You, you want to get rid of that. Well, we're not under the law. We don't keep the Ten Commandments anymore. <laughs> we're not justified by the keeping of the law. But this was true and is true and always will be true and good and right. And it's quoted verbatim in the New Testament. Ephesians 6. Go there. Go there. We need to talk about this a little bit. There are, there are people, groups, churches that are discarding whole books of the Bible. And saying this doesn't apply to us. 
this, this, doesn't, this is not for us. And, and we, I mean, they're, they're almost just tearing it out of the book. All the Word of God is good. It's good for instruction. Am I quoting scriptures? It's good for correction and teaching, inspiration. It is all God-breathed. It is truth, eternal truth. And unless something is modified in the new, it stands as it was written in the old. Hmm? The Bible said, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. We, we didn't just lose trying to keep the law and now we have nothing. The keeping of the law was replaced with a higher way. It's be, instead of being led just by a list, we have the Spirit who authored these words living inside us. And if we will pay attention to Him, He will lead us. And how many believe He, will, he won't lead you contrary to what He said in the Word? He's, going, he's not going to lead you to dishonor mother and father. He's not going to lead you to, to commit adultery or to lie or to murder or to covet. If you're led by the Spirit, you're going to do by the leading of Him uh, all the things that the law was meant to curb. Yes. But if you're not going to be led by the Spirit, I'd appreciate it if you were led by the law instead of murdering me. Huh? Or stealing from me. Or lying to me. Right? No. I mean, you're, you're not going to advance mocking the Ten Commandments. Making light of those. It's truth. It's eternal truth. Yes. Is it still right to honor the Lord your God? Yes. Huh? And worship Him. And only Him. Yes. Is it still right? You should not have one idol in your house. Right. Is that right? right? One image in your church or your house. None. Is it still right? To love and not, not commit adultery and not lie and not steal and all these things. Not kill. Oh, that's right. It's right. Ephesians 5. Are you there? Verse 31, all this flows together. He said, for this cause a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. Everybody say mystery. mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Godly husbands and wives are a, a, a living, breathing what you can see and touch manifestation of the mystery of Christ in the church. By the same token, genuine fatherhood and genuine motherhood is a living, breathing, what you can see and touch in this world, manifestation of the mystery of God. The fatherhood of God and the parenthood of God. And to fail to honor marriage is to fail to honor God. To fail to honor mother and father is to fail to honor God. 
Which is one of the reasons why there is such a push in society, always has been. Our, you know, people think it's, well, it's worse today than it's ever been. Actually, it's not. It was worse in Noah's time. It was worse with Sodom and Gomorrah. Hmm? Mm-mm. It's worse today than it's ever been. That's just not true. And it doesn't have to get worse than it is now. It can actually get better. That's right. As long as we're here That's right. until the Lord returns, it can get better. Yeah. can get better in our towns, in our counties, in our states, in our nations. You believe it? Yeah. Now, the way it's going to get better is by us honoring what God honors. Hmm? That's the reason we put these big words up on top of the, the, the platform here. Didn't the Lord say that? Those that honor me, I will honor. Those that despise me will be lightly esteemed. Now, a whole lot of people that would say, oh, I wouldn't dare disrespect God. And yet, if you disrespect motherhood, you are disrespecting God. If you disrespect marriage, you're disrespecting Him. These things are God-ordained. And they are a manifestation of the mystery of God himself. You know, uh, it's always been this way. That people have an idea about God. But then sometimes a reality of God is looking them in the face. And they don't even recognize it. They just reject it. This was never truer than when Jesus came into the earth. He came into his own. And his own received him not. Those that were the most vehemently against him were the leaders of the Jews and the scribes and the priests and the Pharisees who were the theologians of their day, the scriptorians of their day. They claimed to have the greatest respect for the scripture of anybody on the planet. And yet here is the word incarnate looking at them and talking to them and they wanted to kill him. So... It's widespread that people think they respect God and turn right around and disrespect what is of Him. We don't want to do that. I said we don't want to do that. Say it out loud, pray it out loud. Father God, help me to see what's important to You. I want Your values, Your priorities to be my values and my priorities. I want to honor what you honor. Well, he's told us in the word. And one of the things we're talking about today, he commanded us. It was the first of the Ten Commandments directed to our dealings with our fellow man. Honor your father and your mother. And it's the first commandment that came with a blessing and benefit already attached. Already attached. Ephesians. Let's keep reading. He said, uh, chapter 6 and verse 1, Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Let's just stop right here. Why is the Spirit of God in the New Testament in Ephesians? Talking to us about one of the Ten Commandments. I'm going to go over here and ask that question too. Hmm? 
If that's not for us nowadays. Huh? If all that's passed away, none of that applies to us. Why? Is Ephesians in the New Testament? Come on, is Ephesians. They haven't done away with that book yet, have they? Huh? How many agree Ephesians is for New Testament believers? Would you agree with that? It's to us. It's for us. Then why is the Spirit of God calling our attention to one of the Ten Commandments? It was right then. It's right now. It will always be right to honor your father and mother. And it will always be the blessing that comes with it. In the third verse. That honor your father and mother. That it may be well with you. And you may live long on the earth. Hallelujah. Do you want it to go well with you? Those are not well days. And good days when you can't pay your bills. When you're laid up in the hospital. Can't do anything. He's talking about good days. He's talking about it going good with you. And just happening on year after year after year. And really, uh, as life would progress, you would have already been gone. But because you obeyed him and you showed honor to those to whom honor is due. You are living 5, 10, 20 years, 25 years past where what would have been your natural expiration date. And you're not just surviving, you're thriving. You're doing well. You're prospering and in health. Your soul is prospering. Why? 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 Why would that be true? That because I honor father and mother. Because in doing that, you honor God himself. And those that honor him, he's going to honor by sustaining you, giving you a longer life, uh, giving you a better life, that's God honoring you. Hmm? If he's doing something for you that not everybody's getting, he's honoring you. The only reason he'd have a right to do that is because you honored him when others didn't, when others wouldn't. Now go with me, please, to Matthew 15. Is this okay today? Matthew 15, Jesus strongly corrected these, we we might call them theologians, these ministers, these scholars, these scribes, strongly corrected them over what we're talking about right now. He used honor father and mother as the prime example of this. Matthew 15, 2, describes the... uh, Well, verse 1, back up to verse 1. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees. Now, the the Pharisees were the ultra-conservatives. And the scribes are those that know the original. Not everybody in those days could read and write, you understand. And these guys were the educated ones, man. They they knew the other languages. Uh, They are the scriptorians. And they come to Jesus and they challenge him in verse 2. And they say, why don't your disciples, why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? They, they don't wash their hands when they eat bread. 
they're, they're calling Jesus to task and his disciples. Now, this is not just an issue of being clean. This was a religious thing. And it was a certain way that you washed. Sometimes, I guess they even washed with their hands uh, clenched. Well, that don't get your palms very clean, now does it? But, and some of it was a, a, a vigorous washing up to the elbow. It was a religious tradition. But you're supposed to do it. And all of them did it. And, and, and everybody that was a member of the first church of washing. <laughs> and the, uh, the denomination that sprang up with that. <laughs> First Church of Washington International. <laughs> You're laughing, but it was widespread. It was so widespread until they felt entirely justified in publicly challenging Jesus and his disciples because they didn't do it that way. But they didn't know what they just bit off. Uh, because if you read the other, other scriptures, one of these occasions, Jesus purposely didn't wash before he ate in front of them. <laughs> they had all the pans and the pots out there. He said, no, thanks. Just pass the beans. And oh, man, it just sent waves through <laughs> the first church of washing. Because we don't do anything unless we wash. And wash the right way. And verse 3. He answered and said. Why do you transgress the commandment of God. By your tradition. Well. <laughs> turn the table here. They're going to they grill him. I got a question for you he said. You concerned about me washing and not washing. Why are you breaking and transgressing the commandment of God. With your little tradition you came up with about washing here and his other traditions. Verse 4. God commanded saying. Honor your father and mother. And he that curses father or mother. Let him die the death. Now let's just let's pause on this for a minute. Did you understand? Disrespecting father and mother under the law was punishable by death. Hmm? Is God right or not? Yes. Is he fair or not? Yes. <laughs> you see how quiet it is? People go, well, I think that's a little extreme. <laughs> so you know better what's fair than he does. Hmm? The reason so many people think that way is because of the current state of our generation. Disrespect is so rampant. Dishonor is so widespread, it is barely noticed. And it is unimaginable that somebody could be seriously punished for back-talking or striking a parent. But under the law, if you got mad and hit mama, you died. <laughs> huh? Somebody say, God... Is just. Is he or not? Now thank God for grace and mercy. But. God hasn't changed. 
What's right hasn't changed. What he sees as, as evil or good hasn't changed. God hasn't changed. How many know God hasn't changed? He has never changed. He doesn't need to change. Our approach to him has changed. Our covenant with him has changed, but he has not. And never will. Why? Because to spit on mama is to spit on God. And that kind of thing, if left unchecked, spreads. Hmm? And you get a whole generation that's lax and loose-lipped and back-talk. And what that results in is the disintegration of a people until they have no respect for God. And that allows judgment to come in and destruction. And as harsh as it may seem, it's better for one rebellious, disrespectful young man or woman to perish than a whole nation to be destroyed and no longer be a nation. And when you did not have the new birth and you did not have uh, grace and mercy, that was the way to deal with it. Thank God now, if you will, you can repent. And he'll forgive you. But it's still just as serious as it was then. You believe it or not. Let me read some other verses to you. I thought you'd want to know. Hmm? Do you? Exodus 21, 15. You don't have to turn to these. They'll put them up on the screen for us. He that smites his father or his mother shall be surely put to death. Verse 17, he that curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. This was the commandment of God, the instruction of God. How many understand, no matter what mama does, it should never cross your mind to raise a hand to her. Is that right or not? No matter what mama or daddy does, it should never even come into your mind. To raise your voice and curse at them. Hmm? Why? Here's the thing that many have not understood. When we say honored father and mother. We're not talking about that you have to completely praise and accept everything they say and do. We'll give an example of that in just a minute. But if you don't, you, you may not be able to appreciate or go along with or agree with. Everything that mama or daddy says. They're human. They can be wrong. They can make a mistake. They can speak out of turn. They can speak out of their place. But you must respect the place they have in your life. Or that's why you disrespect the one who gave them the place in your life. Now when we say mothers and fathers... We're not just talking only about physical. The Bible says as much about the spiritual mothers and fathers as it does the natural. We're talking about both. Here's the thing. Of all the billions of people on the planet, God could have chose to bring you into this world naturally. 
He chose her and your daddy. People say, well, it was an accident. They didn't mean to have me as far as they knew. I said as far as they knew. But no human beings have sprang onto the scene and the angels said to God, wow, where did they come from? What are we going to do with them? God said, give me a minute, I'll figure out what to do with them. They were not planned. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. There's a whole lot of things people are clueless about, but he knows the end from the beginning. The one that God chose out of all the billions on the planet to carry you for those nine months. Huh? Wipe your little nose. Change your nasty diaper. Get up in the night. Hmm? Should you always remember that? Should you always respect that? And especially those that endeavored to be good mothers, good fathers, willing to sacrifice. Huh? Loved you no matter what. Forgive you, give give you other opportunities and chances. And your spiritual mothers and fathers. Of all the ministers all over the world, God could have had you born again under any one of millions. Or he could have had you trained up or fed under any one of millions on the planet. It is not by happenstance or chance that, that you have a connection with natural mothers and fathers and spiritual mothers and fathers. It is the choice of God. And even though they may say and do some dumb stuff. I'm talking about natural and spiritual. Mothers and fathers. Why? Because their biggest problem is. They're like you. They're human. Right? They don't know everything. Have and can make mistakes. But no matter what they do or don't do, you must respect the place that they have. Because God chose them. And God put them in that place in your life. Can you say amen? Thanks be to God. We should honor what God honors. Uh, It went on to say uh, in Ezekiel and other places, they have set light by father and mother. Deuteronomy 27, 16 says, Cursed be he that sets light by his father and mother. Did you hear that phrase? Sets light. Them that honor me, I will honor. Those that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. What does it mean to honor something? The the literal meaning is heavy, weighty as opposed to light. To honor something means it's a big deal to you. It's important. Very important. The place is important. You'll find in erroneous doctrine, teachings that are off a little bit or a lot, One of the results, one of the telltale signs in the people that receive it and and begin to act on it is they get looser and looser. They get more worldly. They get more and more casual. Nothing's a big deal. Everything's okay. 
God don't care. He's all right with it. It's no big deal. Well, if you read in the scripture where it was a big deal to him then, when did he change? When did he change? God didn't care. You hear that a lot. God don't care about that. God don't care. And to listen to people, he really don't care about anything. Everything's all right. Anything's okay. And when nothing's sacred, everything's disposable. We live in a generation where many, many people, including church-going people, entirely too loose. And uh, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not standing here today claiming that I've always respected and honored my parents, uh, naturally or spiritually, and the things of God to the degree that I should have. I'm saying, probably like most of you, there are times I think I I did it pretty well and got it right, and there are other times, not so much. Huh? But I don't have to stay that way. I can do better. And it's not about them. I, I should love them and thank God for them. But the bigger thing is I'm honoring God by honoring the place He gave them and the choice that He made. You know, we had the privilege, Phyllis and I, of serving with our spiritual parents, Brother Kenneth Hagen Sr. and Miss Aretha Hagen. They're both in heaven now for over 20 years. And uh, in 20 years, a lot happens. <laughs> right? Yes, okay, you, I mean, you get to know people. They get to know you. I mean, and we weren't always that, that close in dealing with them for the whole 20 years. But at the end, we, we, we were quite close. And uh, uh, sometimes he would call me in the service to come, and a lot of times I'd I'd almost run to the platform. And one time somebody asked me, "So why do you why do you do that? Why do you run?" And 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 somebody said, "Boy, you must y'all must really love the Brother Hagen, Miss Aretha Hagen." Well, we we do, we did, still do. They're alive and doing fine in heaven. Yeah. We'll see them soon. Uh, But loving somebody is not enough to keep you at the level of respect you should be at year after year and decade after decade as you get to know each other after the flesh. You have to do it not because of them, but because of him. Come on, are you with me, friends? That's the thing that will help keep you right. Uh, They don't... When we're talking about honoring father and mother naturally or spiritually, we're not talking about deciding what they have done that you can approve of to respect. They don't have to do one thing. I said they don't have to do one thing. It's just who they are in your life and the place God gave them. And you, and, and you can show respect. Without approving every little thing that's said and done, you can show honor. You can show respect. There's an example of this. If you turn over there, or they'll they'll put it up on the on the screen for us. Of King Solomon, he uh, had the wisdom of God like no king, like no man before him. And uh, when he became king, First Kings two. And 19, 1 Kings 2 and 19, 
Uh, Adonijah, the king's brother, who was planning to usurp the throne and had in mind to destroy Solomon and his cabinet, had come to Solomon's mother. You know, a lot of times if people can't get to you, they'll try to get to those close to you, to get to you. And maybe they couldn't get you to bend, but they might get them to bend. That's a tactic of the devil. He uses it all the time. Well, that's what happened here. Well, Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. And when she came into the throne room, here he is, the king of the, of the land, the nation. And as you know, the richest and the most, uh, his uh, entourage and his throne room was the most rich and, and splendorous. And, and mama comes in. And the music stopped, buddy. Are you listening? The king got up off the throne, came down off the steps to meet her, and had him come bring a, a, a seat and sit it beside his on the throne. This is respect. I said, this is respect. You know, the Lord also said in instructions in the law, he said, uh, you are to rise in the presence of gray hair. How many would agree this is almost lost in the current generation? And there are so many that uh, uh, they have no qualms about speaking up, interrupting elders, leaders. Hmm? I know uh, one time I was in the speaker's room with Brother Hagen. This was before service. And I was allowed to be there. And somebody came that had been wanting to talk to him so bad for all this time. And, they, and he finally said, okay, come. And they came and they sat down. And they talked and they talked and they talked and they talked. And I was just sitting there. I was, you know, really young. Of course, this is decades ago. And, and just as young as I was, I kept thinking, you should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you really should. But I didn't say anything. I'm young. And how uh, many understand uh, youth should be quiet? Does our generation know this? No. See, this is not just a problem of etiquette or southern or manners or whatever. This is honoring God or disrespecting God. That's what this is about. And uh, finally, Brother Hagin started to say something, and the guy just kept on kind of just pushed past him. Wait just a minute, I need to to finish this. I'm thinking, you really should be quiet. And, and finally, Brother Hagin said, well, you know, it's not long before the service. I'm going to have to go. It was good meeting you. And he shook his hand and got up and left. And the guy was looking at him with his mouth open. He wanted all these big, great answers. Well, he should have shut up. Showed so, and the problem is, is not just ignorance. It is a gross lack of respect. And it's not just lack of respect for a man. It's lack of respect for the one that called the man and the one that anointed the man. Come on, are you listening? And the one that gave revelation to the man. That's the issue. Do we need a revelation, saints? And see, the, the the, the easiest way to learn this is when you're a few months old with mama and daddy. And if you have a few baubles, 
Somebody jerks the slack out of you when you're 12 or 10. They say, you don't talk to your mama like that. (laughs) No, you don't. Huh? I'm not talking about beating somebody, hurting somebody. I just mean it's a big deal. Somebody turns around and smarts back at mama. The music stops. Everything stops. Trips and going with friends are canceled. Privileges are pulled. Come on, are you listening? I mean, it happens like a door shutting down. Oh, mama, please. It's done. It's done. Why? Because if you don't learn to respect your mama, you're not going to know how to respect God. And eventually, it will cut your life short. And it will not go well with you in your life. You hear people say, well, I love my kid too much to do that. You don't love them enough to do it. To put up with them being aggravated or upset with you long enough to try to ensure they have a good life. And it goes well with them. It's not just be nice to mom and daddy. This has to do with God himself. If for no other reason, you honor him because he told you to. Right? Because he told you to. So mama comes in the throne room. This is the highest office. I mean, uh, it'd be like the, the Oval Office, you know, and, and, and bigger. He's, this is the whole nation. He's not president for four years. He's king. Ain't no voting, you understand? (laughs) And the door comes open, and somebody says, it's your mother. He said, that's enough for now. Y'all go, go, go. Man, people scurried out of the way. He stood up. Well, when the king stands up, everybody stands up. He he didn't just stand up. He walked down and came down to meet her. Hmm? Maybe hugged her, whatever. He said, so good to see you, mama. He said, "Uh, bring mama a chair. Where? Right up here. By the throne. Right here with the throne. So they sat right there on the throne and talked. And he said, what can I do for you, mama? Whatever you need. So she hits him up with this request to give his brother who wants the throne one of his wives. He said, won't you just ask for the throne for him? (laughs) And he didn't do what mama wanted him to do. He couldn't. It would have been wrong. It would have been wrong for the nation. Hmm? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you may need to say no as an adult. In Ephesians it says, children obey your parents. And then to everybody, honor your mother and father. If you're not a child, you're not supposed to obey everything mom and daddy says. But children are. And yet, if mama goes off the rails and gets crazy ideas, you still show respect. You don't say, mama, you crazy. (laughs) I know it sounds funny. Ain't funny. I said it's not funny. Hmm? Show respect. And it's your, as a child, it's not your job to teach your parents. I'm going to say that again two more times. It is ch- ch- as a child, an offspring, it is not your job 
to teach them and correct them. As, a, as their child. It is not your place, not your job to correct your parents or teach your parents. If they need correction, pray that they get it from the right place. Hmm? You just show respect. If there's something you can't go along with, just tell them. Say, Mom, I just don't have that in my heart. I just, I, I just don't feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. You're an adult now. Right? You're not a child. And yet at the same time, you can say it with the utmost respect and the utmost kindness. Hmm? Why? Because you're not disrespecting everything mama or daddy says or does. You're respecting God's choice. You're respecting that place, that grace, that anointing. And they will always be, both naturally and spiritually. They, I, I believe millions of years from now, in heaven and in the coming kingdom, we're still going to have the same moms and dads. Naturally and spiritually. Those that really were moms and dads to us. Do you believe it, saints? Do you believe it, saints? Now I realize that a lot of people have had difficult times. And there are parents that have done things they should not have done and failed. That's where forgiveness comes in. Is that right? That's where forgiveness comes in. And there are those that maybe they physically, they fathered you or, or, or bore you, carried and bore you. But they didn't, they weren't a mother to you. They weren't a father to you. I understand that. But we don't have to judge everything. Do we? It's not our place to critique everything or judge everything or try to fix everything. We can honor what he honors. And what will happen? He will honor us. Stand up, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead, musicians. Play something soon as you get there. We are so thankful for the goodness of God. These things are not just taught, they're caught. The spirit of it. People say, well, what about this or what about that? Uh, you can't answer every possible scenario in a few minutes like this or shouldn't try. But you've got the Spirit of God in you who is the Spirit of glory and honor. And He'll cause us to know in every situation when to speak, what to say, how to say it, and when to be quiet and let it go. Hmm? And just show respect for the place. Everybody pray it out loud after me, please. Father God, I thank you for those you chose and placed in my life. I respect your choice. I honor your choice. If you say they're special, if you say they're worthy of that place, I agree with you. Wholeheartedly. Show me how. I ask for wisdom and grace for discernment, understanding, to show respect, to show and give honor 
to whom honor is due. And my greatest desire is in doing so to honor you the way you ought to be honored. Ask it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Go ahead and sing that, please.